thank you for joining us on the Rose Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit rosechurch.org or follow us on social media at Rose Church PDX. I'm so excited to preach. I have a word in my heart for you today, and, and I really think God wants to speak to you. Um, I know he does because we just were in California, and I was praying before that trip. I was like, God, just give us, like, a great time with our family. And, and then um, landed, got sick, and my ear was plugged all day on Monday, and then my daughter got a fever. Then my son got a fever. It was the happiest place on earth. It was great. But we survived, and we are here. So I know that God has a word for you, but um, if you have your Bible today, we're going to use that. Um, if you don't, no worries at all. We have it on the screen right here, but we're going to turn to Genesis. It's the first book of the Bible. Really easy to get to, but we're going to go to Genesis 32, 22, 32. All of my even number fans are so happy right now. Okay, is this just a thing? I have like, I hate odd numbers. Anyone else with me? Guys, you're my people. I knew that's why God brought me here to you. Okay. Genesis 32, 22 through 32. It says, during the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all of his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. You have fought because, or you, your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and man and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name, the man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write down, fight through the night. Thank you, Thomas, the tank engine. He amened me. But fight through the night. Let's pray. God, I thank you that your word is alive and active, and I pray that you would just anoint me today. God, that I would be your vessel and that you would be able to speak to your people because you have such a word for them. And I thank you that you brought every single person here to this place, to your house to where you want to help them and, and make them the best version of themselves that they could ever be. And I, God, I thank you that you're here. You're with us, and I pray for faith to arise. I pray for their ears to hear and their eyes to see the goodness of God today. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, I give you my little Italian spiel because I'm actually from New York, and I'm Italian. And if you ever met an Italian, you know they're an Italian because they have to let you know they're Italian. It's just a thing. And those of you are laughing because you know an Italian who has told you that they're an Italian. But those of you who don't know, okay, anyway. But I am from New York. I moved out here in 2008. I don't know how long I've been here, 10 years, 11 years, who knows, too long. But I'm here. 
and I um, married my husband. But before we got married, um, I, I came with that, you know, little edge on me, you know, why is the Fred Meyer uh, grocery clerk talking to me? I just got here. I, can I buy my bread? Can I buy? I don't want to tell you how my day is. You don't deserve to know my day. Can I go? That's what I came here with. And there was an edge. There was a strong, strongness, a strength. Uh, you know, an unguarded strength is a double weakness, some would say. Um, but then I met this guy, and I thought he was really cute. He's tall, dark, and handsome, half Portuguese, ha half Australian. Thank you, God. And um, married to him, obviously. But before we, we, we got married, our friends were like, if you guys get married, you guys are going to fight all the time. Because you guys are such strong personalities, right? Like, you guys are so strong and so opinionated and so obnoxiously. Uh, Jeremy's right here. He was one of those people, but it's okay. <laughs> but we got married, and, you know, we fought. We, we did. We conquered. We fought. Uh, but we made it eight years. We're eight years in the making. Some of you, th thank you. Some of you, you know, you have it way better than me, and you're way farther along in your marriage, and good job, and encourage me, coach me. I'm your student, but, um, you know, there was a fight in Andrew and I, and just how there was that little fight within us, I believe today some of us have that fight still going on. There's a fight within us, and this character that we're going to be reading about, Jacob, is fighting it out with God. I mean, that's a fighter. You know, that's a put-up-your-dukes kind of situation if you're fighting with God. you got to have some chutzpah, you know? You guys, it's a New York joke, but chutzpah, never mind. Anyway, but this character, Jacob, we meet, he has that fight in him. And um, I, I grew up in church, and I remember hearing this phrase, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac, and I'm the God of Jacob. And then I see this man, Jacob, fighting with God. And I'm like, wait, what? Because I get, I get why God is the God of Abraham. Because Abraham followed God wherever God told him to go. Abraham obeyed God when there wasn't a reason to obey him. Abraham listened, obeyed. He was a man of God. He was the man of the church and all of that. And God says, I'm a God of Abraham. And then God says, I'm the God of Isaac. Isaac was the miracle baby that was prayed for, that was, that was uh, waited for for years and years. And he came, and he was also on the altar, and he got all of those things that came from his father, all the blessings. So I get why God is the God of Abraham. I get why God is the God of Isaac. But sometimes I don't, I don't get why God would say, hey, I'm the God of Jacob. See, the thing about Jacob is, out of the womb, yes, we're talking about a womb at 11 and 38 in the morning. You're welcome. I'm a woman speaker, so got to talk about it sometimes. Just kidding. Anyway, came out of the womb, <laughs> grabbing onto his twin brother's heel. That's actually where the name Jacob comes from. It says heel grabber, trickster. And, and Jacob had this edge on him. Jacob had a fight within him, and he had a fight to get everything that he wanted. He didn't care who he hurt, who he pushed out, who he, who he walked on to get what he wanted. See, Jacob, Jacob wanted everything that Esau had, his older brother. And one day he knew that his older brother Esau was really hungry, just came back from a hunting trip, really starving, hungry. So Jacob, the manipulator, comes in and says, hey, bro, 
know you want some bean soup, but um, if you give me your inheritance, I'll give you the soup. And Esau gives it to him because Jacob had a fight within him. Jacob had to be first. Jacob had to have the wealth, the notoriety. Jacob had to have it all. And he didn't care if he hurt his brother. Then he goes and he puts some sheepskin on his back. And that's a hairy man. If you're putting a sheepskin on your back, like, good God, get a razor. Like, please. Nobody likes a bear in the, amen. It's it's a whole, whole different topic. But he puts a sheepskin on his back. And he goes to his father who's close to dying. And he says, Father, I'm Esau. Bless me. And his father says, you feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. And he says, no, 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 bless me, bless me, I'm Esau. And so his father blesses him. Side note, it doesn't matter what age we are in our maturity with God. Make sure we're not just hearing. Make sure we're not just feeling, we're hearing. Because what you feel will blind you. So we have to be aware of what God is telling us. That's just a little side note. We can't go off of what we feel. But anyway, Jacob steals his brother's inheritance, steals his brother's blessing, and books it out of town and leaves. So we have this complicated character, a not well-liked person. And maybe some of you here today have complicated stories. Maybe some people here today, a little dysfunctional, a little messed up. We have some hands right. Don't raise your hands right now. <laughs> but all of us, I think sometimes we have those moments when we're like Abraham and God says go. And we go and we follow him. And then we have other days where we see miracles happen just like Isaac. But then there are days where we're, we're Jacob. But the good news is no matter who you are today, God is the God of Abraham. God is the God of Isaac. And God is the God of Jacob. He's a God that wants to be your God. And this is a story we have Jacob wrestling with God. He has a wrestle match because God knew how to fight with Jacob to break that spirit in him. See, God knows how to deal with you, how to deal with me, how to fight it out in us, how to help us get to where we need to go, to be who we need to be. So God wants to have an encounter with Jacob, and he does. Just as that, God wants to have an encounter with you today. And no matter if you're an Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, God wants to encounter you. So here's some things we're going to take away from this story. Number one, if you're taking notes, you can write down, encounters happen when we're alone. It's not fun. It's not like we're all in this together. It's just you and God. He's here for you. He calls to you. He's there. Anyway, you get it. It's lonely. When God calls you, he's not calling her. He's not calling him. He's calling you. And God will call you to places, and you'll see everyone going ahead of you, and you're just there because God told you to stay there. And you're like, I want to go. And God says, no. I heard this phrase uh, in Bible college a lot. Others may, but you may not. Well, why can they go and, and be the pastor? And why, why do I have to be a nurse and, and help the sick? In and yeah. Why can't I help the spiritually sick? Others may, but you may not. 
It's lonely. But when you get down to it, you're actually, you see that you're actually not alone. He's there with you. And you actually have to let that affect you. There was nobody in the Bible that was a great character that didn't have an encounter with God. In fact, we see Jesus himself, while it was still dark, going to pray. While it was still dark, while the disciples were sleeping, I'm going to go pray. If Jesus needs that alone time with God, I think that you and I are great candidates for that encounter, for that alone time, for that time of worship. We need to get alone with God. What, can I ask you, what's distracting you today from getting alone with God? So many people are building their social media platforms and they just want to be seen. But what time are you spending behind the scenes with God? He wants to have time with you. He wants to spend time with you. And when you sit down with him, you'll hear him say, I love you. Can you let that affect you? Let his, some, some of you are so good at giving words to other people, words of encouragement, but you won't let it affect your own heart. Let God's words actually affect you. Oh, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Wow. I'm high prize. Oh, my gosh. Me? Yes. Oh. Get alone with God. Shut off your phone. I know it's hard, but do it. Do it. We need it. We need you to be the you that you need to be. We need you to spend time with God. We need believers actually believing in a powerful God. We can't have weak Christians that are like, oh, I don't know if he'll heal the sick, and I don't know if he'll make a way where there's no way. I don't really know. Like, I'll sing about it, but I'm not going to believe it. That's why God made me really short, so I can say things, and you'll take it because I'm short. I don't know why I said that, but I don't know. God made me short. Get over it. I'm talking to myself, but God wants you to get along with him. Spend time with him. Worship him when, nobody, when nobody's around. That's the best kind of worship. It's so beautiful. So encounters happen when you get alone, but also encounters will happen when we're willing to fight. Encounters involve a fight. If you think you're just going to spend time with God and it's going to be really easy, you have nothing better to do, then you're lying. There's always going to be something that, oh, you need to do the dishes. You need to do the laundry. You need to make your kids stop arguing. There's always something that could be going on. So what about the wee hours of the morning? What about the wee hours at night? Make time to spend with God. To fight. Will you fight for your relationship with God? Will you fight for it? Some of you, I, I even feel that you, you used to be so on fire for God, your friends would be like, shut up, like, stop, like, stop telling me to pray. I know how to pray. And I, I felt like there's some of you that were so on fire for God, but life hit you. Life didn't just hit you, life punched you in the gut. And you used to praise whatever you had issues going on, whatever you had uh, situations, you praised your way through. But punch after punch, hit after hit, the devil started laughing in your face and saying, look where your good God is now. Some of you need to fight again. Some of you need to rise up in your situation, in your circumstance and say, I will praise him. No matter what's happening, no matter what my bank account looks like, I'm going to praise him. I'm actually going to let those issues fuel my fire inside of my soul. 
We got to let our situations fuel us to worship him even more. Your babies are sick. You're uh, fighting with your husband. Your finances are going bad. That's fuel. I'm not going to let the enemy keep my mouth quiet anymore. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to get on my knees before God and say, you're good. You're faithful. You're going to make a way. You're a promise keeper. Come on. You've got to fight for your relationship with God again. If I can just spiritually just push you a little bit and say, fight again. Fight to spend time with him. Encounters happen when you're alone and when you fight. But there's another group of you, my kind of group. <laughs> you fight too much. You fight about your opinion. You fight to be seen. You fight to be heard. You fight to be valued. You fight, you fight, you fight. And God says, what about delight? See, my Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. See, when you're fighting, you're not delighting. Some of you need to fight, yes, but some of you, you've been fighting too long. Please stop. Some of you, you just want to be seen so bad. Some of you want that position at your work so badly, you don't care who you hurt to get to there. There's that, there's a delighting that needs to happen, not a fighting. God promotes. So if you want a position that badly, delight. God sees you. God knows the desires of your heart. You delight. You worship him when no one's around. You sing praises to him when no one's around. God will reward those who diligently seeks him. Not diligently seek what they want. Diligently seek him. If you're seeking him, you're going to get what you, what you need. Maybe not what you want, but what you need. Delight instead of fight. So not only will God call you to be alone in an encounter, he, he wants you to fight for your encounter or delight for your encounter. But number three, encounters happen when we admit who we are. He says, what is your name? He replied, Jacob. I can just imagine him saying, Jacob. It's like, obviously you know who I am. And so many of you, I feel that you don't want to get alone with God because you're afraid of what he's going to say to you. Because you know if you admit who you are, that kind of God can't love a person like you. But he's the author of love. He wants to love you. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Whatever you have today. He says, what is your name? He says, Jacob. Jacob, the manipulator. Jacob, the liar. Jacob, the ambitious one. Jacob, the, the, the hunger and wealthy, uh, wanting and lustful man that he was. I'm Jacob. All that entails, I, I'm Jacob, God. See, in your encounter with God, God's going to ask you, what is your name? But the thing you have to understand is whatever name you have, his name is above every name. His name is above every name that you could come up with, that your father could have told you. God's name is above every name. And nothing can separate you from God's love. Not one thing. Not angels. Not demons. Neither death nor life. 
<laughs> Come on! This is the kind of God we serve. While I was still sinning, he still pursued me. While I was walking away, he pulled me back in. And 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 when I wanted to go this way, he said, go this way. Because he's faithful. But he will only bless you. Look at this. The blessing comes when he admits who he is. Did you know God will actually change your name and bless you when you admit who you are? Okay, God, I'm a failure. Well, actually not anymore, Julia, because you admitted that to me. I'm going to actually make you victorious. Woo! You start changing. And that's how it happens from glory to glory, the renewing of your mind, those moments, those encounters. Woo! You're not going to walk the same. You're not going to talk the same. You're not going to want the things that you used to want that you thought you wanted. Because his love is amazing. His mark on you is amazing. See, some of you are, I feel that maybe, maybe a Jacob hurt you in your life. And maybe somebody stole something that belonged to you. Maybe you weren't a Jacob, but you had a Jacob hurt you. Person after person, reject you, leave you, take advantage of you. And it wasn't even your fault. And some of you have been in this camp for too long. This area of pain, this area of hurt, this area of frustration and you've identified yourself as a victim. And everyone knows if they get around you, you're gonna talk about this because this happened to you and what an injustice and all of that. And God has seen what has happened to you, but God is calling you to move out from your pain, from your hurt. I'm not talking about something that happened yesterday, I'm talking about the pain that you've been years ago. God is calling you out of that pain, out of that bitterness, out of that frustration, out of that anxiety, it's calling you out. We don't have to have panic attacks about it anymore. God wants to free you in the name of Jesus from that. You don't have to have depression all year long. God can actually free you from that by the renewing of your mind. You can go to counseling, you can go to therapy, do that, please. But there's power when I admit I'm a daughter of God. I'm a confident in who I am. I'm actually not that circumstance that happened to me. I have a good father. I have a faithful father. I have a God that, that's not going to take advantage of me and pull the rug out underneath my feet. I have a faithful friend. I have a friend that's closer than a brother. I have a comfort when I mourn. I have a comfort when I grieve. God is a good God. And that's how we break free. Hear me today. If you want a new day, if you want an encounter, you have to admit who you are. And out of that will come a blessing. And it says, just as the morning sun was rising, Jacob went away limping. Limping. See, when there was a breaking of dawn, there was a breaking of his spirit. And there's that fight in Jacob that needed to be broken. And there's a fight in you that needs to be broken. There's a dysfunction in you that needs to be healed in the name of Jesus. And the good thing I know is that when you follow God, when you plant yourself in the house, 
that the good things of God will come to you when we admit who we are and we start telling ourselves who we are in Christ. I am found in Christ. I am the head, not the tail. I am chosen, not forgotten. Come on. This is how we preach to ourselves. You want to be a preacher? Start preaching to yourself. You want to be a worship leader? Start worshiping by yourself. You want to be a prayer warrior? Pray when no one else is praying. Come on. There's a blessing that comes when we admit who we are, when we get alone, when we fight again, when we delight again, when we spend time with Him. Have an encounter with God. Make time this weekend to have that time with God. Wrestle it out. Fight it out. I know with me, it's a wrestle with God. I have to wrestle it. He says, do this. I say, no. He says, do this. I say, no. He says, do this. I say, okay. And some of you, you need to wrestle. And that's okay. Some of you, you're not really a fighting type. You're like, okay, God, I'll do that. And guess what? You're going to get way more blessings than I will ever will. So. We should be excited. Because great things that have not yet been seen will come. When we spend time with God, when no one else is here, when no one else is around, when I spend time with God, I know he will promote.